the thing is, it's not it's not a matter of can Arsenal maintain these numbers and the standards and can Saka score 15 again? Is can we finally beat City and do what we're supposed to do? Because yes, uh, Peppers is a genius. Yes, Haaland is a machine and Kevin De Bruyne is otherworldly and they've got a deep squad. But Arsenal focus in 21. Just take a point. Like if we if we go on our home matches song and we draw in a seat and, 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 and take two points from them, ah, it's a free for all. Did you watch the game between Manchester United and Manchester City at the Etihad? I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated. It's Jay. And this is Chuck. What's up, everyone? This is Jay from the Two Upfront podcast, where we look at the weekend sporting action and other narratives around the sporting arena that may have gone under the radar. Good day, wherever you might be listening from. It is yet another week, yet another Monday, as we're recording this after a weekend of sport. Well, the main focus on is the football that happened over the weekend, some seismic things that happened uh welcome to two up front my name is jay i am not alone what up chuck what's up jay what's up to the listeners how are you feeling then mr gunner i'm good man i'm good in terms of title matters i think that was decided those those emotions when i was out in public when i'm watching on a big screen oh, as arsenal visited the etihad that was when the emotions were really all over the place. But uh, since then, Arsenal have firmly been second favourites to mm. go on and win it. So perhaps the result of the weekend just confirms, but it's something that in terms of the emotions of it, yeah, were in the dumps. Actually, when, that's, when, when that's the week we didn't record due to whatever reasons. But we sh- if, if because those emotions were that weekend, we're finding a way we have you on mic. But anyway... Um, I saw an interview here yeah, Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold um, and he had said at some point that I think if I'm mistaken you'll correct me in the 18-19 season um, when Liverpool were picked to the EPL but they won the Champions League against Spurs he had said a couple of things um, one was that when they played against Spurs they knew they were going to win but in losing the, the, the title race to City they said that they knew that in the next coming season they were going to win the title again because they were that good a side and the question I want to ask you as, as an as a Arsenal fan is that do you have the same sentiment because everyone says that Arsenal are a young side they shouldn't be fighting for the league they shouldn't be collecting as many points as they have they shouldn't be putting together these the, uh, the winning run that they have because they were so young they actually fast forwarded in terms of where they're supposed to be do you have the same confidence in this Gunners side that next season we're going for it? Or do you think it was just a loss and this is this was the best time to get it and it won't be easy to get <coughs> into this position yet again? So, a couple of things. Um, you take the history of Arsenal into consideration uh, as an Arsenal fan and you'd, you'd, you'd not want to do that because in you have perhaps... The view that it's a different dispensation, it's a different coach, it's a different set of players, and they don't or should not be carrying the baggage of old. But I was actually thinking about this 
similarly to the context of the Proteus, that we all know what happened in 99 and how then we got the tag of being chokers because of that. And those guys are long gone. They, they're graying wherever they are. None of them are in the Proteus squads that did not live up to expectations after that. But I think I think when there is a reputation like that around a organization, whether it's it's the country but the team of the Proteus, because it does not carry over to like the Springboks, for example, or Arsenal, I think that is something that you deal with. I actually think that is something that is real. That when it does get tighter, you start hearing these things even from within the the club itself. Those players who weren't there, most of them, none of them except for Shaka, have ever even been coached by Arsene Wenger, but they play for the Arsenal. And as a result, do I think that it's a matter of, it's a matter of next season? You just re-up and you get there again? I don't know, to be very honest. Um, because this season, for example, you got 15 goals from Odegaard, 15 goals from Martinelli. Um, you you got 13 goals from Bukayo Saka, you know. Are you going to get another season where you, you, you get that kind of production from all of these guys all at the same time? Gabriel Jesus missed some game time. You imagine that had he been fit the entire season, you also get something like that. So which would be a first? Um, I know it's a first that four guys, if you include Jesus and Saka, first time ever in Premier League history that four players from the same team get I think 10 plus goals so already you 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 consider that maybe some of these guys are at their max and if they have maxed out in terms of production perhaps they get better um you think because of the age they get better but you tend to think that that is not a guarantee because where do you go from there like are you are you getting like almost a hundred goals between four guys is that what you're going to need? Is that something that is sustainable? I think, if anything, um, perhaps Arsenal can get, bet- get better at the back. Um, you maybe get more luck that Saliba is not out the entire season. If you, not the entire season, sorry, into the run-in. If you compare that, for example, to Liverpool, who you, you brought up, in the season where they lost Van Dijk uh, because of the tackle from Pickford, they weren't the same team. But when he came back, they were that again. And for the most part, in the seasons where Liverpool were successful, and in that season where they did win the league title, all of their horses were available all at the same time. But the other thing is that that Liverpool team had half of the team was either world-class or on the brink of world-class. So many of their players, you, you were talking about them as perhaps the best in their position in the world. This Arsenal side is young. Uh, you don't speak about them in, in that light as yet. And you, you you worry where Trent looked around and he felt that they are they they are they are champions following the Champions League um win. And when he looks around, he sees guys who can go on to win this. Your concern with the Arsenal side is are they are they are they are they reacting to it that way? Or is it back-to-back when you failed to qualify for the Champions League later on last season and then what has happened this season, is that something that they're going to carry with them going forward? It seemed like a dig at the time when Pep said that Arteta achieved something that wasn't in the Arsenal um, 
wasn't part of Arsenal for a long time and that's qualifying for the Champions League and you're like haha Pep I see what you're doing there but I, th- I guess at the, at the time when he was speaking for him and maybe he had to be modest a bit and throw in a bit, a bit of a dig because to him the writing was on the wall everything was playing that they've messed up and it's time for us to now go on a run and win especially with the games that they had um, to play but I, I don't know if I can say I think I'm with you in terms of that You there, there is a promise and there is a hope, but there is no guarantee that you guys go out on another run because when you look around the teams who are supposed to be formidable, because we, we, we would say at the beginning of next season that we assume teams will sign, strengthen, managers will get better. But you look at United, who are supposed to be maybe the next best thing in terms of a threat besides City to, to, besides City to Arsenal. They've somewhat crumbled, and they're trying to reshape um, their, their 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 ideas again and and go again. Look at, at Klopp. Obviously, they started badly, but as much as they've got on a six-game winning run, they don't look fantastic either. You look at Chelsea; they've got so many players, and they still have some stuff to fix. At Brighton, are oh, good, and they're coming, but not quite good enough. So we might just be, we still might just be in a similar position next season, where just like we've seen with Liverpool and City, that regardless of what, what the others do it was always a two horse race for the large parts of like three four five seasons even so i think that they 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 with with the youth that they've displayed Wamanj, if you add a bit of experience you add a bit of key pieces here and there they might just be in the same spot as being the main rivals for city but also what you what you do bring up is a good point in terms of they're not world-class in every department but even with that being said, I don't think Napoli is world-class in every department. I don't think Barcelona is world-class in every department, but they have won their respective domestic titles. So I think what we need to do, and I think we've said this before, is we need to find a team, teams amongst the big six who are going to beat City. If City run through the gauntlet of these other of their, of their, of their rivals, then it's going to be the same thing again because that, that marker of 90 points plus Sometimes it's, 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 a, it's a step too far for certain teams, and if you're gonna bring, if you lower the bar, then we can play. It's a step too far for every team, Chuck. So, upon upon coming down from the disappointment of losing out on the league title, and maybe taking on a more sober look, you mentioned Napoli, you men- and you mentioned Barcelona. They're playing in in leagues where there aren't that many challenges. I mean, the team that is second that is second in Serie A right now are a team who just a few weeks ago were not even in the top four because they had a points deduction, and then their points were given back to them. You know, and in 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 La Liga, you know, for the most part, it's it's it's, it's Barcelona and Real Madrid, and Atletico sometimes feature this season. Barcelona in in a non Barcelona way have won the league. And then Real Madrid have fallen away for reasons of inconsistency. And Atletico have not been the same team since they won the league, uh, I believe, three seasons ago now. Whereas in the Premier League, right, if you look beyond City, Chuck, I I mentioned this like on Twitter like a few, like a week ago or something like that, that if it wasn't, if City did not exist in the Premier League, like Arsenal would have won the league I think two games ago, like with the win against Chelsea, I believe, or the win against Newcastle, mm-hmm. also would have already won the league because they're that far ahead of Newcastle and and Manchester United and everyone who's following. Similar thing that if City didn't exist in this league, Liverpool would have a dynasty. Yet, when you put ninety points on the board, they put ninety one. You put ni- well in reality, Liverpool put ninety two points on the board and they put ninety three. Liverpool put 97 on the board and they put on 98. 
And in the season that Liverpool won the league, they went their first 28 games, I believe, winning 27 of those games and drawing one. That's ridiculous. Um, and if I bring it back to Arsenal, I think, I believe, Arsenal will be right there, ahead of the pack even. Um, if they do strengthen, you get that midfielder, you you you, you get a, 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 a right back to back up um, White if Tomiyasu doesn't come back. Um, you you shore up your defense, uh, and it's not it's not even that many things. You you get the depth, you get someone to challenge Saka and to back him up, and you get a goal scoring striker. It's not that many things to add. And if Arsenal do that, I still do believe they are ahead of United and they are ahead of Newcastle and they're ahead of Chelsea and Spurs. And as a result, if you're asking the question where Arsenal are going to be next season, I believe they're going to be right there, like within the top four. And I think they start the season ahead of the other competitors. But the question is, as rivals to Manchester City, and this is the question that we have to ask, were Arsenal really in with a shot to win this at this stage versus a team that we're looking at who might go on to win the treble? You know, and at this point, they've won 11 of the last 11. And if they close out the last three games and they win them again, when a team wins 14 of their last games to close out the season, what do you do against that? But I mean, yeah, I, I get that, right? That's why my first initial uh, solution for this was that the other competitors in part, that form part of the big six must do something about beating City. So I don't think but it's I mean, beating City. That's what I wanted to say to that comment. But 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 to the question that you asked me now, I do think Arsenal can beat Liverpool. They can beat Southampton. They can beat West Ham. And if they do that, I mean, th- that's why I was saying to you and finally <laughs> on the show, I see that this thing is wrapped up because Arsenal looked that good. Not not even a, a resurgent Liverpool looked like a, a, a banana skin. Not even Southampton who are fighting relegation. For me, those games were done and dusted, and they were supposed to be. Um, we 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 as much as. Yes, it's tough to put on a winning run, just as City have done. So those games should have been, should have been in the bag. And Guamanje, it's no use crying over spilled milk. What's done is done. But I do believe that Arsenal can put together a run yet again. That's what I'm saying, right? But the ball, I'm a 90. It must, be, it must come down because it, it, it forms a, a, a title race of only two teams. Because if it's not Arsenal and, and, and City, it's Arsenal and Liverpool like we've been watching the last couple of City seasons. And because Liverpool. City and Liverpool, sorry. The rest, the rest cannot because, as you as you're saying, those those are stratospheric numbers. Like, you're not gonna get Arsenal, City, Chelsea, United, Liverpool putting on those runs. It's impossible. Certain teams have to fall away because you can't have those runs with so many teams. I mean, there's just too many. The math doesn't add up. You can't have five teams with twelve games unbeaten. It doesn't add up. They have to face each other at some point. But if City is always winning, and Arsenal are always winning, then it's a two-horse race. And the question is, is the Prem as, as 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 open as we say it is? Because it hasn't been for the past five, six seasons. We are what ten points, fifteen points behind Arsenal. How how far were we behind uh, Liverpool last season when City took it? There was another gap. So the thing is, it's not it's not a matter of can Arsenal maintain these numbers and the standards and can Saka score fifteen again? Is can we finally beat City and do what we're supposed to do? Because yes, uh, Peppers is, is a genius. Yes, Haaland is a machine, and Kevin De Bruyne is otherworldly, and they've got a deep squad. But Arsenal focusing twenty one. Just take a point. Like if we if we go. On our home matches, Songi, 
and we drawing a seat and and, and 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 take two points from them. Ah, it's a free for all. Did you watch the game between Manchester United and Manchester City at the Etihad? Yes, I did. Did you watch the game between Arsenal and Manchester City at the Etihad? Yes, I did. Did you watch the game between Liverpool and Manchester City at the Etihad? Yes, I did. Did you see City come back from 2-0 down against Spurs at home to beat them 4-2? These, this is not an but, open league. But, Jay, what, what, what I did see as well is that United came back against City at the yes. Etihad. I saw that Arsenal controlled City at, After at the Emirates and, the, and stuff happened, right? I saw Mo Salah when they were horrible steal points from City at Anfield. So They won against City at Anfield. Yes. yes. So so what I'm saying is that man Bamba to a draw because and I know what he, especially for United that was a bit fluky because there's that offside run Nanani. City now Liverpool was out of the blue. These things happen, I understand that. And foot uh, Arsenal are the ones who are more of a footballing chance in terms of beating City, but that's the thing about the league though right it's not a cup competition where it's just down and it, it it has come down to that in recent times but even with liverpool when they were going up against city liverpool have had good results against city one on one in those games and in 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 the one season where they did finish with uh, 98 to 97 points uh, city did win at the etihad when liverpool came in there was seven, a seven point gap and that that was a determining game Right, um, but in the other seasons, they've been fairly evenly matched up. And the thing about the league is, you have to play other teams. You have to play a away to an Everton where City go there and they win three 0 Arsenal go there and they 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 lose one 0 and they haven't won away at Everton in five tries or something yeah. like that. And you 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 look at the results that we tend to look at as 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 fans of the teams that we support, right? After a match and you look at the name of the team you're playing, it's like, how did we not win that game? Or or you even hear it from commentators and other pundits that oh, that's a game they should be winning. Every season, you have these, that's a game they should be winning and they're not winning because it's hard. Mm. It's hard to win football matches. It's hard to win football matches in the Premier League. When 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 you saw like Brentford like yeah, destroy United like at the beginning of the season, logically, because it's Manchester United, and Brentford, who, who 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 came up into the league just last season, that should not happen, right? Mm. But it happened this season when you saw the, over the weekend Brighton put three past Arsenal with no response. <laughs> the week before that, they were they, they were copying five mm. from Everton. This is what happens in in the Premier League. Like it's cannibalistic. It's a doggy dog world, except for when it comes to Manchester City, and. You, you like as I say, like even though I did mention Spurs losing at Etihad, every season Spurs do manage a win against Manchester City. You know that's gonna happen. You know somehow. it's coming. Somehow it happens, mm-hmm. but it it it's not something that it concerns anyone because ultimately, and this is the thing. Um, and we'll talk about this when City are officially crowned as champions. One of the things that I I, I do marvel at with Pep Guardiola is his periodization. The ability to get his team playing and purring at this stage of the of, of, of the season. I was I, I put Haaland on my bench in my FPL team because I thought that he's going to rest Haaland because there's an important Champions League game coming up midweek. But when I was looking I was looking at a at, at, at stats about um where they were rating the signings from the summer at the beginning of the season. And one of the things that they put there is the percentage of minutes that they've played for their teams. So Haaland got an A plus because he's been brilliant. But Haaland has played eighty five percent of the minutes that City have played in the league. 
the thing that we thought that he's going to be rested mm. and he's going to quote unquote suffer pepperlet has not happened and i was then thinking back to the fact that Pep played Messi when he was 22 every single game mm. when we've heard that Messi doesn't want to not play and I don't know if that's the same thing with Haaland but there's the recognition for Pep he is 22 yes he's had like injury problems but also there's something in the way that they prepare him where Pep knows that we're going to play him every single game to finish to close out the season and that is that is that, that is kudos to the coach and the management style and whatever preparation that goes into that that at this stage of the season Ikai Gundogan he's is suddenly now again the guy we're talking who, about misses from FPL I thought about it, it like he can't do it again like he produced magic because he's game. not been doing that do chuck mm. but because n- now like it now when you need I won't even say a need because they have Haaland but you can have Gundogan be that be the guy who we saw when Kevin De Bruyne was out that particular season mm. where he's making runs into the box and he's 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 scoring because he's got what four goals in the last two games now yep. where did that come from you know and he's whereas you watched Arsenal against Brighton and strangely they kind of looked tired and you're like you guys didn't play anything but the league this season why, why do you look this way mm. whereas Manchester City they are playing the best ball of anyone in the league at this point in every single season they do that. No, that's that's my thing though, Jay Guti. Look looking back at this thing looking back rather and contrasting my comment to Aga Trent to they felt they could go again. Maybe Arsenal can feel if, that that they can go again if the league steps up and I know what you've just outlined why it's hard to do that. But I, I somewhat feel with man the league let Arsenal down more than Arsenal let themselves <laughs> down because as dog like I'm saying to you, the, the games, wanna, especially when we talk about the league, right? When United come back and they beat e- e City, it's a, it's a surprise because of where this Man United team are. But when Liverpool beat City, like, okay, they're struggling in the league, but last season they showed that they could do it. Those aren't the surprises, right? So what I'm saying is that if you guys do what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, then the blip against... E- e- e, because do, do you see how, how much it took for City to catch Arsenal at the end of the day, though? The draw against West Ham consecutively, Liverpool and um, Southampton. If those don't happen, regardless of how good City are in their runs, get fun. But because in that, in the midst of that, there was nothing happening to City like that. Even though they were playing big teams, but Alabo, well, still to play Chelsea on the weekend, playing all the other big teams who had nothing to say about it. So what I'm saying is that the only way we can have someone other than City win it, if, if the rest of us step up, otherwise we cannot look at Trent's words and say what that can happen because. Can nobody hit 90 points or 100 points? See, in the history of the Prem, when it's happened, it's either been Liverpool or City. And if we do look at history like you started off the conversation, not too many of us can touch 90. Not, not, not too many of us have even touched 90, you know? You shouldn't put 90 points on the table and not win the league. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. But it happens here because there's, there's a monster it? in this league. I want to ask the question, though, because in, in many of the seasons where people have hit 90... The chasing pack have been far away. How bad are they? Or is it just a matter of in a in a in a city in a in a league without city as you outlined, they'd be all right. You know, in truth, right? Uh, when you you ask the question, how how open is mm. the Premier League? Is it as open as we as we tend to think it is? In any given season, there aren't actually like six teams who can win the league. There are teams in the Premier League who've won the league before historically also have won the league Chelsea have won the league um, United Liverpool now um, City but 
it's never truly happened that all of them have had a squad to win the league in this at the same time. What tends to happen, or, or well, actually, what proves that they're, they're, more often than not, teams are not title challenges than they are is, for example, the season like uh, where Leicester won the league, where the rest of the so-called big boys they were not there. You know, this season is actually very much like the Leicester season, except for the fact that City exist mm-hmm. um and 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 arsenal are, are good this season you know in the leicester season it was spurs and they let us slip like at the end and everybody else wasn't there this season everybody fell away you see where chelsea are you see where liverpool has spent most of the season um united were there close to begin with but then they fell away as well and Newcastle, I don't think you can speak about them like in in in, in that light, but they are the the Leicester in 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 terms of they've come up, quarter kind of out of nowhere, mm. but not at the point where they're winning the league because Leicester put eighty one points um on on the board that season, which tells you that everybody else was not good, mm. you know. So the reason you've seen a two horse race uh we've we've tended to see two horse races actually i think it, it, it because of how far away like city and liverpool were it's felt more like that than it, were, it has been in the past in the premier league's history for the first there's a point for I, I believe eight or nine consecutive years where it was united or arsenal who were winning the league and in 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 a particular season, you'd have Liverpool close, maybe by five point three points or Chelsea, but you knew going into the season, and as the season yeah went on, it was very clear that oh, it's just these two guys. And then we went into the mid two thousands where Mourinho comes to Chelsea, and then they blow everybody away, and then Alex, Sir Alex and United recover and, again, and, and it's them two. And to interject, it, that's the only time we saw a bit of diversity. It was the invincible seasons. It was Mourinho. It was then back to Sir Alex Ferguson. Then you're like, okay, Konaid but even then, up. Chuck, Chelsea go back to back, yeah, and then United go three in a row, and then City come up, and they've been there since that that first title win of theirs. Um, Chelsea did win the one season, but then either side of that, they didn't do much, um, and it's been City. You know, and Liverpool like challenging them since then. So every season, it's 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 the story. You know, like when we talk about, and we're going to be talking about this when it's the off season. What do United need to do? Um, what do Liverpool need to do to get back there? But do you truly foresee four teams, for example, getting twenty five points? I don't see that. It's never happened. You know. Yeah. And it's it's not really going to happen. So the question is. Can Arsenal come again to push City? Uh, I think Arsenal will put will have like eighty something points again um, next season. Will that be enough? Mm. What we've seen over the last six years, it, it it doesn't look like it will be enough. Like Arsenal would have to get like two absolute world class players. I need to, this this I would I would switch topics, but it just keeps getting interesting because when we speak about Arsenal going again. Like the the this conversation sounds like we're saying if Arsenal take care of business, they should be there challenging with City again because it's always been as we've outlined a two a two horse race, but now this Champions League, which is of interest to Arteta, it's no longer like Europa, it's a distraction club and the better things. And I and I do think maybe after the failings of this season, you want to say, well, let's take care to try go deeper in the Champions in in, in the FA Cup, which I think you wanted to, but you face City, right? But now the question is, will you be able to do it again with all these other responsibilities added to your, to your team? Or do you think, Gafan, if you're good, you should be good again? See, that's the question, right? Yeah. Um, and 
Liverpool managed to do that. I really, I really tip my hat to Jurgen Klopp for actually being able to go to back-to-back Champions League finals and like have ninety-something points mm. in in the Premier League in 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 those seasons. And then the following season, where they didn't, where the dark arts of of, of Cholo somehow managed <laughs> to knock them up, because I believe that season they were they were they were they were brilliant. That's the season where they won the league. And had they gone past Atletico, I think when they go, if they if they go to that bubble in mm. in Portugal, I think Bayern Munich were lucky not to face uh, Liverpool that particular season. And the thing about it, as I'm saying, is that. Klopp had like a half of his team were world class and they didn't get injured. They were they were available throughout. Therefore he could afford to play them week in, week out, and they did not break down except for the following season we saw. There was a price to pay and this this season again something similar happened. So what you need is depth, mm-hmm. right? And when I when, again when we talk about depth, we talk about what City have. Like Calvin Phillips hasn't played this season. They, they they signed him for 50-something million pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he's not played, and they've not missed him. The the young Englishman, his name is escaping Foden. Foden. Mm. At Arsenal, Bukayo Saka is looked at as the guy to carry Arsenal at his age. He's the star boy. And there are expectations for him to be Mo Salah in, in, in certain instances that take us there. You know, mm. that's what is on his shoulders. The debate, who's better, Saka or, or Foden? Um, was there anyone else in from another team? Oh, Mason Mount also was, was in that. And then it came down to like Saka or Foden. Foden was, we had the debate. Like, mm. is Foden the, the most valuable young talent in the world? And at the time, you said he was, mm. right? They can go a season, Chuck, with him not contributing. Foden has not been in this team for like this year. He's not been a contributor in this team this year. This is a guy we saw score a hat-trick against Manchester United mm-hmm. along with Erling Haaland. And you're th- thinking to yourself, oh, this is going to be the dynamic duo for this season and going to the future. Maybe in the future, if we need you. They don't need Foden. Arsenal need Bukayo Saka, you know? Yeah. City have Jack Grealish at a hundred million pounds who now this season is like, oh, he's improved. Yeah. He's improved at a hundred million. Anthony is a similar price and mm. you're not looking for improvement. You're looking for him to, you need to win games for us, you know? Mm. And, 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 and they've got these guys on the bench. Like the Stones cannot play for a while and then he comes in and then that's, that's the genius of the coach. Then he's someone who's playing in midfield as well. I was about to say that so what, that luxury doesn't exist for anybody else. Yesterday when I was watching City against e. Everton, I think Calvin Phillips was coming on again. I was like, as he, at the time when Phillips was was fit, that's when Pep decided with the Stones off from Galaxy Six. I was like, that's that's major disrespectful. Now he's sixty corner, he's fit, he's firing, was a fight defender. But anyway, he's managed his squad very well, and that's a luxury we don't have, as you were saying, with Kevin De Bruyne. Ah, you know, we can we can. There was make a point where he benched you. De Bruyne like for a couple of games. And <laughs> Walker was out for a lot of games. Now yeah, we and then, for the and run-in. Yeah, now um, we 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 up against Vinicius, and you are pacey, and you are you are defend def- defensively adequate. So we need you now. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm here. You know what I figured? Any any talk of the title just just brings us to one point, and that's how good City are. Because Mokmanabo Ake Nabo Akanji weren't bought it for for like fifty sixty. They were the cheaper buys, but they're central to. To, to Pep being good. Alvarez wasn't that expensive. Gundogan wasn't that expensive. And still, these are parts that are working in Pep's system. So, 
the big six rivals need to do a, a thing there's, because there's someone no one who calls just. what City are doing financial doping, and I I like as an Arsenal fan, I, I don't just want to put it on there because they do have the best manager in the world, um, and he continues to innovate. And I like when I watched that Arsenal like um, City game at the Etihad, I couldn't believe what I was watching because Arsenal were helpless. Oh no, that that was and next level. They he really beat Arsenal into submission in that game, and that was the coach and mm. that the, the and and the players executing. But Chuck, I, I I thought about this. You hear things about wage structure, and we don't want to disturb our wage structure mm. coming out from like an Arsenal or coming out like from Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool were 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 at at loggerheads with Mo Salah with giving him a contract. For a while, there was a standoff, and ultimately, I think Mo Salah is now on two hundred eighty or three hundred thousand pounds a week. Whereas Kevin De Bruyne negotiated on his own behalf for an extension with City, and that is not something that even made the papers in terms of uh, the the two sides can't come to an agreement. They gave him four hundred thousand pounds a week, mm-hmm. and that's from what we we read. Similar what Haaland is is getting. They keep adding guys. To the to, 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 to the club and they keep paying them whatever. Mm. You you never hear that are they gonna pay or you never hear these things. And there's an endless well there like I need I need UEFA, I need FIFA, I need the I I need I need those are cases. Try Chuck, them off the nah, field? Man, because because Chuck it, 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 it makes no when you actually think about it and when you look into it Maratana Shower Crowning, as much as we, we with the money does play a part. We've spent lots. That's that's United. We've, uh, Chelsea have spent lots. Teams have spent lots and not have come not like close this. to what City do. And maybe, not maybe, like maybe, this. Maybe, yeah, maybe not. I'm a salary. I'm a signing on fee. Nine, nine, but what I'm saying in terms of putting things together. If, if you were to say to, to Pep, let's minus the last five signings you, you, you made as, as manager, they probably still win the league. And that's the problem. What Tina Senzane grounding? Because if today, Chuck, if whoever goes... To try sign a player versus City. City are gonna come back with that player unless that player has a dream to play for a particular team. Like what we hear, Jude Bellingham seemingly is gonna go to Real Madrid, and I and and when I heard that, I wasn't too surprised because Jude strikes me as someone who doesn't want to embroil himself with like the English circus um, and 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 being in that league. So let me just go to Real Madrid the and the amount versus Bellingham was better. It yeah, was <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like like the signing of Grealish, like out of the blue, they dropped a hundred million on him. And when did that happen? Yeah. You know, was anyone else like in the running for him? If the Caiseros of this world, because they're gonna need to sign new midfielders, Gunugan might be moving on for free. Mm-hmm. If the Caiseros of this world or or or, or the Declan Rices. If they are in for that player, they're gonna come back with that player. It's not. It's not. The, it's not the same playing field. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced I, I, it's not the same playing field. I get field. you, but what I'm saying is that Alvarez was cheap. Yes, Ake was cheap. Oh, I don't know. Ake was not cheap. He was forty but million pounds Ake. to go Akanji. sit on the on on, on on the bench. Akanji was a smart buy. Oh, Yeah, there was a time where there was a spell with Labo. Okay, not Palmer. Lewis had like a four five game yes. run. Ooh. He's developing him in in the middle of the season because he can't do that because Walker is still there and now as we've seen like he switched to like center backs about Kanji playing as fullback so mm. and that's again you don't want to take away from the genius of the coach and I th- I don't know who who it was who did say um, United should find should sign um, Al- Alvarez 
but then they didn't so yeah. that one was yes that one was was a smart buy you know mm-hmm. that's a ah oh man the rich kid richer but it's 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 one of those you keep putting your nets out there you're gonna get those smart buys as well but yeah. for the most part they get the big buys and also they've again they've got the best tactician in the world so there's a lot that's going for them and in terms of the arsenals and the other teams like being on that level man literally what you're asking is we need you to be historic that's a lot to ask <laughs> it's yeah, a lot to yeah. ask it's a lot to ask for, for for a lot of managers who are new at their job Klopp has been historic it'll take a lot and even if it's just one push one season because it. because it, it the optics of it look a little better because of what Liverpool were doing being a point behind mm. um, and having 90 something points as a total at the end of the season but in actual fact if you if you remove Liverpool and you don't even have to because ultimately the result was City won the league. I said this at the end of last season. Five league titles now this season looks like uh, in six years it's a farmers league. Yeah, no, it is. It's a it's a farmers league. But 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 yeah, Donna. Here's a question I want to ask you. Right? How well or how high do you rate Pochettino? Before you I'm answer, up in the air. I want to ask because as he, ever since he left Tottenham and with his stint at PSG, people was like, "This guy is weak." I was like, "I want Barabaya Kotler because I yeah. feel it PSG ruins your CV." Thomas Tuchel was useless when he was at PSG up until he came to Chelsea and uh, put put some respect, people put some respect on his name. I think and then Ancelotti go to PSG, no man can Bayern. People forgot how good Ancelotti was until he came. Oh, you manager Everton. It's like, oh, this guy can do something with like a weaker team. Goes to Real Madrid, wins, wins the Champions League and, and the league. And like, okay, Don Carlo. So the question I want to ask is, how highly do you rate Poch? So, on the basis of what he did with Spurs, I rate, I do rate Poch. You know, like the he stinted PSG. Lest we forget, he did win the league. There as well, and I know it's not the hardest thing to win the league with PSG, um, in 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 France, you know, in League One, and with PSG, what you are measured on is what you do in the Champions League, and he didn't he he he, he didn't do anything exceptional in the Champions League. Also, when he did like get Messi, he was still trying to play Messi as a right winger, whereas Messi has not played in that position for a long time. And is 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 more a central figure now in the midfield and in in the ten behind like the striker, so that I think actually more than anything is what caused people to look at him as a fraud, because Leo Messi is is such a is is such a big name, such a big star. There's so much that goes with he left Barcelona when he was never ever going to leave Barcelona. And he went to PSG. And now you are the coach who is receiving the greatest player of all time. And the expectation is, well, you need to win everything that is on offer. And yes, he mismanaged Messi. He mismanaged that team um, with, with, with Messi in it. And yeah, it was not, it was not his, 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 his brightest moment as a coach. But as you say, we are quick to forget if you cast your mind back to him coaching Spurs, the fact that Spurs have a stadium that they have 
and 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 feel as if they can build that and the fact that you can look at spurs and see them not qualifying for the champions league and have it be a disappointment mm. or that they are they, they they're not challenging for the league or that harry kane is wasting his time um with spurs all of a sudden is because you started to think of spurs a certain way because of pochettino mm. in all of our years watching the premier league spurs they they're a big team um in the same way that oh, maybe higher slightly higher that West Ham are a big team mm. or that Newcastle were a big team like in the early 2000s you don't expect them to win the league um you expect them to in a, in a game against one of the biggest teams it's a it's a big game that mm. weekend uh if you are in a in a in a title race you are looking to Spurs to maybe take points off of your your rivals but you're not looking to them to win the league you're not really looking to them to make the, they were not making the Champions League Chuck mm. when it was Arsenal, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool. That that's who was making the Champions League. Newcastle, maybe in a particular season. Everton, the one time they finished fourth, but they didn't make it to the group stages. Spurs were never that team, but they were a big team, and they had the rivalry with Arsenal, who were a big team that kept them relevant as well. Mm. You know, so then for when 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 Podge comes on, they choke away the league against Leicester City. Um, the one season they 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 had eighty six points and they finished second. I forgot to who now, and they 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 are constantly in the Champions League. They even make a Champions League final where that was to blame for him bringing back Harry Kane um, when he when Kane wasn't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, should have kept him on the bench and continue with the side that 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 came back against Ajax. That was on the coach, but the fact that Spurs. Mm. We're in the Champions League final. That is not anything you could have dreamed mm. of saying even five years prior to that happening, you know. And that was Pochettino. Yeah. The the style of play, uh, because Spurs also do pride themselves on, on playing an attacking uh, style of football. He brought that and it was winning them games. Mm. Harry Kane, undeveloped under Pochettino. Heung-Min Son, developed under Pochettino, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so... I th- we, we've forgotten that. Yeah. And based on what I saw him do at Spurs, uh, and now you've seen since his departure from Spurs, they've not been anything. They've they've reverted back to factory, factory settings, you know. Mm. That's a good coach. And I just also, realized... Chuck, yeah. Sorry, um, before you go. The reason he was signed by Spurs is because of what he did at Southampton. And what he did at Southampton, like, you think of all the players that Liverpool raided from Southampton <laughs> to make themselves like this good team. Yep. Those guys came up under Pochettino. Your man is of this world. Mm. I just realized as you were speaking that I didn't really preface this question very well because Pochettino has been officially hired as a Chelsea manager. Yes, That's how we're, we're talking about him and, 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 and rating him. And as Malcolm and I Southampton, it's, it's very interesting because we've seen from Graham Potter that not everyone makes it makes it uh, from the from the jump of small team to big team. There are lots of managers who look like the next big thing. Mafia on the big stage, they feel. Now, Nuno, Espirito, San, San, Espirito, Nuno. What thing is, Spurs, I think, what, six, seven games in? Got fired because he just couldn't cut it. Well, Potter, <laughs> there's, there's, there's stuff going on with Potter because I, I, I firmly believe that Todd Bowley, and also he might just poison Pochettino because things were, the, rather the stories were, Guti, when they were interviewing managers, Oh Knucklesman wanted a, a, a sporting director and you know, his ideas were far from where the team were. So he walked away from that interview or from that job. And so I'm thinking, maybe Port is itching to play to, to coach in the Prem again. 
I don't know if Chelsea is Chelsea's the right team in terms of the players that, that are available, the profile of the team. But the Todd makes me worried. But anyway, speaking about Poch, we spoke about what he did with Southampton. Southampton were good. Southampton were dangerous. Southampton had players and he developed that. Goes to, to Tottenham, as you were saying, and he develops Tottenham to be a better team, as you've outlined as well. They now become a perennial top four, top, top four team. Not only did they have the comeback against the Ajax, they had that crazy game against uh, Man City, if I'm not mistaken, where there were like five goals in like 10 minutes or whatever, right? In, in order to progress to the final. So he could, he could extract something from that team. Like Abo Lucas Marmobonamanje, he's uninterested, uninvolved, but he was a star of that particular campaign when you look at the knockout phases. He was surplus to requirements at PSG, Mafiamo Neymar. He made it work with him. Marmobonamanje, he worked Wanyama, he worked with so many players. And, and he kept the standard. Players kept leaving and going to other places, but he kept the standard. So I think Poch is a properly good coach. PSG is, is a hard, hard ball to turn for anyone, especially f- for me, if you're going to make, make make a team with Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe and say, you have to win everything. I'm going to try to think and do things because I'm going to win. And here's, here's the question. I think this is, this is a major question to ask any manager. If you've got Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe on your team and you're not winning, what do you do? Do you drop Mbappe or drop Messi? You probably don't. You make it work with those players and he just couldn't figure it out. But needless to say, Champions League has been hard even post uh, Pochettino for PSG. So it wasn't just down to him. But I, I do agree he did make certain mistakes, especially with handling Messi and, and finding a, a spot for him on the team. But I think this is this is will be testing him to, 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 to the ultimate limit of his powers. Drop Chelsea. There's so many players. I heard Klopp say this, and I don't know how, how true it is. Uchi, and he said he felt sorry for Oporta. You, t- you can't have your team training on two different grounds. Like, do you trust your assistants? Because you can't see all of them. At least one 11 against 11, you've got 22 in your team. You're like, okay, I can tell what's going on. But if it's more than that, in San 11, or whatever, what do you do? You know, so I think this will test him. But I think if you can bring his squad down to a particular size, work with it. I think he can get cooking again. Do you think he's going to be successful at Chelsea, though? Because one of the things you mentioned is at PSG, right, there was the question of patience, like you need to win now. What seemingly Bully has proven is he's also in the ilk of Roman Abramovich in terms of you're not going to get all the time in the world to Mm. be successful. So, one what kind of time frame should they give him and going into next season like what what would spell success and do you think Poch is the man to bring it to them um, I think Poch will be tested I don't know if he would be the man but I think if, if you if you do the the abnormal thing as in get Poch in now to shadow Frank Lampard Frank Sebens I'll just be watching and let him see and profile players now which is unlikely to happen get players to go on uh uh, uh, off-season holidays just for one week bring them back make sacrifices give Poch all the time he needs in the world all the resources and all like give everything to him now by the time he can be ready cancel our trips to China and America just bring it in-house if you want to play a friendly play against Blackburn play against Celtic or something and make everything local so you can see and extract as much as you can in the off-season then you may be successful but if they go, uh, as, as most teams do, go on a marketing and, and mar- uh, commercial trips to play friendlies here and there, players have holidays for three seasons because, yes, they deserve their rest. And you want to start on day one. Okay, Poch style has got a hell of a, a mountain to climb, especially because, as you said, Todd is not that patient. He kept saying, 
this is a project we trust Potter. But there came a time where even Todd was like, I Potter Magan out. And so what success would be for Chelsea, as we've seen, they're not gonna be happy making it just for top four. But for the cup, they're overdue basically. And if Pochettino doesn't bring a cup, Chelsea fans and most of the Chelsea uh, voices will say it's, it's a failure. So he can be successful if they give him all the tools, which I don't think he will. So ultimately, he may still be a good coach, but not successful. So he's got players. Mm, a lot of them. Any coach that's coming into Chelsea with this Chelsea team, what you have is players, and which means you have options. The question with the Chelsea players, I know they made a lot of signings, but what is something that we are still to find out is how good are these guys? Mm. You know, we've seen flashes from Mudrik, but we've not seen him do any, like, he's not been Aiden Hazard, you know. Um, similar with Joao Felix. Joao Felix has been the Joao Felix from Atletico, where in moments you're like, oh my goodness, this, mm. this young man is breathtaking. But then in the next few moments, you are looking for more from him. And you're not getting that, you know. And now the question is, if he is, because uh, he's on loan, if he's signed as as a permanent signing, will Pochettino manage to get out of him what no one else has been able to get out of him in terms of that consistency, mm. you know? So with 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 Poch, what he does have is the players, and I I I I agree in terms of right now what he should be doing is acting as a scout. Uh, he should be. Scouting these players and and, and, and and the nice thing is he does have the off season where he gets to look at all of them. I maybe might disagree in terms of like the, the trips. The only the only thing with that is because because I I, I kept, I've I've kept seeing the announcement from the clubs that so many of them are going to the USA. Yep. Like I, I wanna players. say in the build up to the World Cup like more or it's post COVID where they're pushing even more. Mm. Like in the States, like everyone is going to the States this off season. And the only thing that is a positive about that is you, you get to play matches. You get mm. to play against different teams and the different systems. And therefore you get to put all of your players like out there and see what they have mm. and how they react to playing against the better players as well. You know, because Poch is, 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 is going to play the four, two, three, one. Um, which means he needs a striker. And Fabrizio says that they're definitely for sure signing a striker and a midfielder. One of those two pivots is going to be Enzo, you believe. Um, if Kante yeah, is, so. is is healthy, it would be the other one. I don't think Kante's... I, I don't think you can count on that, um, And which is why they're looking to buy a midfielder to be the long-term partner to, to, to Enzo in that midfield. And then the three ahead of that that's where they they their large number of players comes into play because mm-hmm. they've got options. Yep. And then you do need someone who is going to be your Harry Kane as he had at at at, at Spurs. Maybe it might be Harry Kane himself. Mm-hmm. Um they might they might go on to do that. But I think with the profile of players that they've been signing and seemingly with the idea that they're building for the future or long term, they are they are going to target a, a, a younger striker. I think Osman comes into play. Um, I think United and Chelsea probably at the head of the pack. If Osman is going to move from Napoli, why would you want to move? You've just won uh, the Sierra title and it's good vibes. They love you there. Uh, and it's Naples. <laughs> you know, it, 
as I'm listening to you talk about another strike, I think Christopher Ngunku was confirmed. Dallon, yeah, Ngunku is, is, is coming, is, right? Is, is confirmed. I think keep it at that. And the reason why, maybe if they give you time for a second, then bring a striker because for whatever Ngunku reason, is there's not that jersey. Play as the striker. Yeah, that's why I'm going to keep it at that because there's this. I'm asking how real this thing that the curse of the number nine. I'm a psychologist. Our court, for whatever reason, Shevchenko, Morata, Lukaku, they, they struggle for whatever reason. And if you don't want that curse as a manager, I'm which is that thing realistic? Or can it just be broken? But the thing that you want to fix, as you said, is the forward line. Um, and that's why I'm going to do that now against the tickets. Fine, because I believe as much as I was talking about in the championship, Tony Curtis in the championship is like, I'm ready. Goes to Prem and does that. Mitrovic, okay, has had spells in the Prem, but cut scored a crazy number of goals in the championship. Came up and did that, so you don't have to necessarily play Bayern and 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 Real Madrid or whatever to test yourself. I'm just saying if you are on a run, I think I think if you score, rather let me ask you the question rather than, rather than project my thoughts. Do you think it would be better to score a brace against Real Madrid in a friendly, or play five friendlies and score in all five games? I don't rate preseason. No, no, I, I'm saying in terms of the only thing, right, yeah. is. Game you get to look at your players season, and yeah. it's not even really the competition like yeah. i know they play they'll be playing bayern and real madrid it's not even really the co- although it is somewhat like because you're going to win 10 nil against like teams that that, yeah. that are in like league three or whatever the case may be you don't want that mm. you don't want them to be dominant because well they're playing a large a far inferior team to them yeah just i just i go as, as far as the championship but what, but what i'm trying to get at is that the reason by the way just to just to give you like clarity <laughs> the reason i don't i don't really like um a pre i don't i don't watch preseason games by the way as well and i don't care for the results either because for 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 the longest time and this comes from as an, an arsenal fan like we've won so many preseasons mm. and Oh, this is the season. It's like, nah, nah. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool beat City in the Community Shield. Then, like, uh, the coming into the season, and look what happened to them. And Martial was crazy good for United <laughs> in the preseason. Like, so, man, preseasons. No, no, but you're right. He was pre, uh, but it was ultimately very deceptive. It's just training. Preseason is just training. So. True. Yeah, so my only, my only thing is the fact that like you get more opportunities to train and see your players. Okay, I get you. But I think Poch's biggest challenge is finding goals. Because I was about to say establish a spine, or is it Fofana, or like figure, figure, figure things out. But they need to figure out the goal situation. Because no Potter, even when they played like decent enough to, 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 to challenge the opposition, the fact that they weren't scoring um, killed them a lot. So, honest, we'll see. The I, fact I, that they signed Aubameyang. Yes, Aubameyang was scoring for Barcelona in La Liga. Hmm. But the last time we saw Aubameyang in the Prem, his time in the Prem was done. Sure. And for me, they are desperate for a goal scorer. Hmm. And, and they haven't had one like in a, in a, in, in a long time now. Hmm. Unfortunately, Broja went down with injury. Uh, he was out for the entirety of the season. Had he been playing, um, I'm, I'm certain with the options that they have at striker, he would have been the starting number nine at some point. And we would have found out um, that the, 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 the glimpses and the potential that we saw when he was on loan at Southampton, can he carry that forward and can he be the guy who they can rely on as that number nine? But he's going to have to come back and fight for his place. Um, and as a result, they're going to go and, and sign someone. 
the question also was will Lukaku come back now um, mm. considering that Tuchel is not the coach anymore you know uh, that doesn't look like the case and he said as much he, he doesn't really want to come back to Chelsea so they're going to sign someone and with the kind of uh, moves that Bodhi's been making I really wouldn't be surprised if it's Osimhen I, I, I don't know there's something about Osimhen that feels like he's built for Chelsea I don't know Chelsea I, and Africa like Maybe the thing that is that, that it is Didier. is Didier Drogba. I I don't know if he's the man or Chelsea man. If someone figures it out, they're very dangerous because they've got lots of potential, as you say. When you say about what I'm in flashes and what Felix, if they can get it together, they'll be very good. To that, well, hopefully he doesn't show German tax, Bundesliga tax when it comes into the <laughs> now with Timo Werner's exactly. all of their seasons Habits. back at home, you know. Um, but I, I think. A lot of players also need to be offloaded, so it's, it's it's a big job. It's a big job. We'll see because I think players like Pulisic will release them. I think Sakatelian. You don't even want to try to chase him out, want to right, just move him off, you know. But yeah, we'll see. So Jay, uh, I'm asking you all the questions now. Uh, we, we we saw the out the what are, what are the AC Milan ultras called? Do they have a name? Are you aware of? Nah, I don't know if they. I don't know if they have an official name. Uh, I just, I just know that usually they're ultras, ne, for most yeah. of the teams. Why do they even have ultras in 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 Italy? Like what? I don't I, like a super fan. Like there's there's a select group, and I, maybe maybe I'm 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 lacking some knowledge because it might be that uh, they they occupy an official position. Like because be. I know, there's for example, with Real Madrid. Uh, if you are a not every not a, all the fans I'm a fan of Real Madrid I don't get to vote on the president but there are select um, members of, of, of the club that get to vote on are who, those the socios yeah the socios yeah. they get to vote on the president so and, and, and with Italy though it's because I've often associated ultras with racist behavior racist because, behavior hooliganism yeah yeah so anyway I'm going to try this because it doesn't always paint them in a good light. It's like, about Tazaba, Pilaba were fighting before the match day. Yeah. Pilaba, who were just causing a commotion, you know? So, but anyway, those ultras, now, our ultras, now, they had a pitch side meeting in the East Milan, which is players and coach and words were exchanged. I don't know exactly what was said there. But I want to contrast that to a Kaiser Chiefs team who played Super Sport United. They were beaten 1 0. They didn't even register a shot on target. That was Kaiser Chiefs. And the fans, the King World Zulatini Stadium, am I right? Yeah, were, were angry and they were throwing missiles and whatever have you at Athazwan. I think he got struck in the face by mm. one just under the eye. And the question is because because football and sports as a whole is an industry where we, we, we are entertaining and also we are doing it to please the fans. When you see so many post match interviews, we, we, this one was for the fans, this one's for the fans. I'm a fans must have a deal and they want to voice out their opinions. How much leeway or how much power do they actually have? So with with the with, with the meeting, uh, yeah. That was bizarre to begin with. I'm not glad we won. You had players like Chuck when when the camera was zooming in on the faces of those players, like I'm looking at a Tomori, for example, like he stands out like in in, in my memory from That's that video. As well. mm. And they are quiet and they're list- it looks like boys who are in trouble or and are lined up in front of the schoolmaster or whatever the case may be and they're being told off and i'm just like man i've never seen this mm, like mm. and it's 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 bizarre in the in the sense that you've never you've never seen anything like this you know 
and yeah, it's unprecedented. Um, no, pure. He was also in line. In yeah, he was there, really? quiet as well. Mm. And and I'm just like, and I had I, I had mixed emotions about like, what do I think about this? And even since then, like I've I've been wondering because we were talking about this on radio that football means so much to fans, right? Mm. Like football does mean more. Yeah. Like it's not just the game. And for ultras, people who would even take on that name, like it definitely is something that holds a very significant position in their lives mm. and as fans even we, whether you identify as being an ultra or not you 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 feel like you can you you have those strong emotions about what happens on the pitch you do get frustrated when you feel as if the players are not giving an effort or they they're losing or if you're an arsenal fan for example with the bottle jobs like you you sad you depressed you 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 angry you mad at performances you know yeah. whatever the case may be but you never think you're gonna have the opportunity to address the players directly yeah you do feel as if you want to though mm. what Pioli said is that they motivated them to do better you know and I'm just like man you don't you don't, you don't know this by yourselves like you need to be told and maybe you do need a reminder from the fans mm. I think it's important for players to know what fans think and how they feel because yeah. you play for the fans ultimately mm-hmm. yes as an individual this this is your career this is your job and you've got yourself your self interest in why you play the game but because you don a particular shirt that has been worn by countless other players before you and the thing that has outlasted the players is the fandom is the emblem is the jersey and those are interconnected and ultimately you play for those fans they are the ones who 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 actually enable you to live the life that you live because mm-hmm. again this the fans are the ones who put an end to the super league that's yeah. the power of the fans you know True. and they're the most important people in the game ultimately they're the most important people in the game if it was not a professional game then it's just whatever you are doing with kick about with your friends you know that's all who matters but because you play in front of full capacity stadiums in in in, in Europe on and millions who watch you on TV both uh, like overseas and here the fans do matter mm. but i think also there's a line that needs to be drawn in the sand with regards to fans there is a point where you need to understand that this is a game Yeah. But there also is a point where you need to understand that these are human beings. You can't be you can't be throwing an object at a person because in your mind they are failing you mm. in terms of producing the results you're looking for from your team. You literally could hurt or maim or even kill the person. You know, I know that sounds extreme, yeah. but you are throwing an object at someone's head. Mm. That that we've spoken about this about head injuries and we see in football as well now how seriously they take those. You can't do that. Mm. Um you can feel passionately and be impassioned about what is happening with your team, but there must be a line. Like as a grown adult because most of them that's what they are, you must recognize that Yeah, you can be mad and you can even swear at the coach and the team and like yeah, you can call them whatever you want, you know, and express that they they disappoint you and you can boo your team. I'm 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 for booing you. If you can cheer your team, you can most certainly boo them. Like you because you've got a vested interest in what is happening. But you can't be throwing things at people. Also with that calling them to a meeting. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we talk about um as as a fan you didn't know that you could have a voice. 
that's what I feel about football. And sometimes when I'm staring at my at my football screen, like ultimately quite so into that I cannot do nothing about. I'm helpless, but the emotions rage and they come on and off. But ultimately, I'm just a spectator. There is no effect that I can put on the team. But there are ways that you can. We saw in the outros, we saw in the fans um, throwing objects, and I agree with you 100%. Toguti, you can't be throwing objects, and I mean, as a the, the sports and entertainment is different in that. Agna Muntu knocks on the doctor's office. Can't you just move to again? So you know, you let them do their profession however they've done it. And if you're not satisfied with this doctor, as if you don't get like very sick or, or you die, you move on to the next one. You know, we're gonna fight with the players. We're gonna fight with the fans. Like a picture of, of Kabuza comes to mind when he threw the Paris chairs at the fans. <laughs> he threw it back, mind <laughs> you. But he was done with it. Guys, I am trying my best and stop getting on me. I, I am here to try my best. And if it's not coming off, asking on my bomb, you know? And fans have this voice and it's, it's that desire because we want this so bad. We want to we want to mold the outcome of of, of events, but we can't because we, we don't don the kit. We just we don the kit which is the supporter replicas, you know, and that's the tough, that's that's the tough, tough part about it. And I get it. It's, it's, it's trolling. It's, it's a whole lot in sports, as we've said, right? While still a game. And so I think violence in any form, in any, like Edeha also said, which they were unsavory words that, that were said to him about his safety and whatnot. And when he looks back at there's like, wow, someone threatened me, but he just took it in his stride at the time. But even in those things, then we, we also spoke about fans going to Neymar's house, Neymar, Hamid, PSG, why is it? Why, why have you come to my house? You know, it, guys, don't cross that line. Like, let me live, you know? And it's important to, as you're saying, separate football and human beings. And if we can do that, it helps a bit, but... There's they, so many emotions. Like, yeah. There's so many emotions that go into, like, football support. And you know you know what it is, right? I'm thinking, of my, I'm, I'm thinking now that this only happens with big teams. Mm. And it's because of previous success the reason you see manchester united fans go to the stadium with the scarves is because they remember a time under sir alex ferguson and those times have not been there for a decade and we can't live with that Mm. you know same thing then with the milan fans like milan are seven time european champions as second most decorated uh I must say La Liga, Serie A champions. Mm-hmm. And they are one of the three biggest teams in the land. And you don't expect them, uh, well, after losing to your your intercity rivals in the Champions League and being on, on, on the verge of being knocked out of the Champions League and then losing to a team that is like at the bottom of the log, uh, in, the, in, in the bottom positions in, in the league. That is frustration that's spilling over because we think of you a certain way and you cannot produce this you know where this doesn't happen Chuck <laughs> clubs like Norwich As I, I 100% agree with you like it was a water I'm a David and Goliath I'm a FA Cup the team gets hammered for the fans are all happy they could are not singing. care at all the shirts are off <laughs> and, and they are singing <laughs> and it's, it's, it's handbags in mm. the air like it's, it's, it's with the big teams because fans of big teams feel a right mm. to success yeah, because of the fact that they've won so much. This is why when we are having conversations with friends who support Chelsea, immediately, like immediately when one of our friends, immediately after Potter was hired, 
he wasn't he wasn't for him mm. because Potter's coming from a small team. And there is this elitist, like aristocratic mindset that we are Chelsea. Mm. Like we mm. can't just be getting somebody from Brighton and an Englishman at that to come coaches. We are the team coached by Jose Mourinho yeah. and, and Carlo and Chilotti, you know, and, 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 and those guys. So you 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 take this in and you think of your club a certain way and as i'm saying what then develops is this 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 right that we have to be successful and if we we aren't we, we won't stand that mm. and it works both ways because when you're a player of a big team the fans will hype you up and make you seem larger than life you know that's why you have a manual adebayo when he scores against arsenal is like oh nina I'm not, and he goes to the fans, and it's like that that energy. Because if Adebayo went from, as you're saying, Norwich to Birmingham, he wouldn't do that against <sighs> Norwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's he, the point? He'd never do that against the fans because they just loved him, probably. Mm. And they understand, oh, you, you're moving on because this is what players do here, they move on. Yeah, so interesting, interesting things we saw on the weekend, but Lechi, Jonasi Kondoni. Yeah, Milanasi understand because I don't know exactly when's Agalane, but the one he achieves because. You know, it's what we were saying about us and Bafana Bafana. Maybe we need to accept that you're not that good. I'm not saying Chiefs fans should accept that they're not that good. But there's a time. They, they lean spells. And if you understand what there's time to build, maybe become patient. And if even if you're not patient, there's never a reason to throw missiles and stuff at the coach where he needs like police protection. And, and if anything, now fearing for his life. Look how that turned out in, in a couple of seasons. Too. I want to say, by the way, Chuck, when you when you, when you mentioned that, like, on a more serious note, right? Mm. Well, this is a serious note. I don't remember these scenes against Stuart Baxter. Mm. I don't remember similar scenes against Ernst Mirundop either. Did they not do anything when you passed through the league on the final day? I think, well, there I was think... there was no one in the stadiums. Oh, because uh, there was yes, yes, there yes, was yes. the what the fans called for is for him to be fired, mm-hmm. but. I, I I don't know, and if if it's a if it's a mad accusation, I apologize for that. But that rubbed me up the wrong way because mm. I did see Pizzo get pelted by Sundowns fans for having a run of games that where didn't get the result. And if I'm not mistaken, that 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 season, Pizzo won the league, mm. and we saw what Pizzo did long term after that. Even. After Pizzo served Sundowns the way that he did when he when he joined Al Ahly and he came that back, that one was that Arsenal, was disgusting. That Arsenal, Sundowns fans were the behavior that, that was took, disgusting. it was disgusting, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't, I can't help but think, how do you not recognize, especially like with a Pizzo who's out there in the world doing what he's doing and donning the South African flag on his shoulders every time he has success? How and w- as Sundowns fans, how do you not? do anything but pay him respect i don't say cheer for him when he's on the opposition sideline you know but why would you attack him why what 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 exactly has he done that you would endanger him to a point where he has to have police like escorting him around that amongst like our countrymen is, Mm. is 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 something that is very sour um and is something that you don't want to see at all, and you know that 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 and they, yeah, yes, like man, express just, express your discontent, like Zwani out, yeah, and leave it at that. I mean, to add to your point, we saw Pusitao for Alakli, Fire and Sundowns were hammering them, <laughs> but we were happy that he was scoring. We could see the quality that he is the best Alakli player on the pitch. Nothing against him, you know, 
But the idea of it, and maybe in most cases, that and is Sanders the case. Some fans were booing Percy as well. Some Sanders fans were booing yeah. Percy. And even with that, I'm like, why? Because he didn't leave Sanders to go to Achli. He went to, mm. Bel- to Brighton, Belgium, Brighton, and then he ended up with Bito at Al Achli. And it so happens that the draw threw him up against Sundowns. <laughs> like, what must that would do, you know? It's not always the, 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 I'm not saying direct your anger elsewhere now because I'm not saying much I'm a player, but it's not always the coach sometimes. As also, when it's a scheme, then what? Then it's one again, you know? So it's, it's, and if you think about the fact that he's new in the job. He's bringing new talent into the team. He's doing away with the players that aren't working for him. He's figuring things out. He's he's most likely to finish what fourth now is guaranteed for Zwane. That's not that bad for you to get that angry about, guys. Nasik Dal took chiefs. Nasik it was a week or two ago. Why get mad now? You know, so that's unsafe. You know, with football fans though, Chuck, like football fans feels like they're always on the edge. Like I hear people say that one of uh, football fans, one of the on their bucket list, they want to attend the 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 the, the derby between uh, River Plate yeah. and and Boca Juniors. I don't want to go there. Uh, like I don't want to do that. I've, I've seen the scenes, Chuck. I've seen the scenes <laughs> and with like riot police in the stands, mm. and I'm just like. Yeah, I can see the passion. Like, I do not want to be in this. That is not something I have on my bucket list of foot- of things I want to like. Yeah, doing football Just or games much. I want to attend. Yeah. I, I I really have no desire for that. And over the weekend as well, we saw like, and that was stupid though from Barcelona. Like mm. Barcelona secured La Liga, and they started celebrating like on 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 the pitch mm. uh, against Espanol. Espanol, they are uh, they rivals from the same city. Yeah, and then the fans were 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 running onto the field, attacking the players. Again, Barcelona shouldn't have stood up those fans like that. But the, that that that's what happens with 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 fans. Because there's an imaginary line, yeah. right? Of this is where the players are, or this is yeah where the game is, and there's an imaginary line, and you are on the other side of that. In actual fact, if you are like tens of thousands of people in the stadium, and if they all have the same mindset that oh this and come to a realization that this line is imaginary, <laughs> then everybody is in trouble. Yeah, you know. We are working on 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 a on a, on a social contract on good faith no, that it, people are going to good faith. Stand there like more and African take Cup stuff. of Nations, and yes, it was good scenes where, but but that was cool. It was like I didn't want that at the time, but it was good intentions. And you see uh, fans flo- uh, flocking onto the pitch when uh, their team wins the league or whatever the survivor allegations. Like, Mara, guys, it shouldn't scared, happen because if this thing changes one way or another. What are you gonna do? There are not enough police in in those stands to actually do anything. See, they are also hoping yes. that it's at a time it's one guy, mm. so we can go chase him and yeah. But if it's a hundred at a time who want to storm the field, you're not gonna actually mm. do anything about it. So. It, it's one of those things like goes into the philosophy of like uh, society is a construct um and, and we, we need and we yeah and we needed to we needed to act the way that it does and for people to believe what they believe about their place in mm. in those situations because otherwise when that that facade drops you get a situation whereby hold on a minute i can go right right there and do something about this 
Um, and I think also on some level, maybe with the Milan players, mm. it was a matter of that's the lesser of two evils. That if I come and address you and make you feel as though you have the kind of impact you want to have mm. on this team, where we are listening to you. You always hear that from clubs. We're listening to the fans. Mm. We're literally, mm. we are listening to you. You're not likely in that situation where they're quiet listening to you that someone's going to come down and try strangle one of the players. True. You know, So maybe that, that maybe that's something to look into. It's like, this is how you calm fans. But when they start doing what yeah, was happening against one, you wouldn't want to go mm. to them um, and, and, and do something. But that's that's maybe where we miss the days of having, like, I'm a, I'm a Piero in oh, South African yeah, football. Part, Rest in peace yeah. to, to Alex Chakwan. Mm, you know, yes, um, well. and because they could go into the crowds and have a sense of speak to them as one of their own and make them understand, like, no, we, we are with you, mm. you know. So the, the last thing I'll say on, on this matter is Chiefs fans are not, are not ones to be listened to. I'll say this. I'll say I'll say this until uh, until they win something based on these guys. Chuck, fourteenth of May marked the I think two year anniversary where they marched to Naturena and they handed over memorandum. I'm like, oh, that happened. <laughs> Y'all master, what happened? Anyway, so Chuck, uh, moving away from 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 that one and looking ahead to. This week, we have the second legs of the Champions League matches. And coming back from the previous week, we know Real Madrid and Barcelona drew 1-1. Mm-hmm. There's no away goals, um, of course, in, in, in the Champions League in Europe. And in the Milan derby, in the other semifinal, Inter Milan 1-2-0. And the second legs are coming up. Do you foresee Inter Milan coming... No, AC Milan mm-hmm. coming back into... That match also in the Real Madrid and Manchester City match. Having spoken about Manchester City, does it feel as though it's inevitable that they're going to win that one and go on to win the Champions League? So starting with AC Milan, I don't think they want want another meeting. So (laughs) they better show up. But, man, they started that game in the worst possible way, considering those two early goals. And it, it makes it like one almost impossible for them to come back. Um, but it's, it's Champions League night. Um, it's games like these throw up comebacks and, and, and twists and turns. So I won't count them out. But for me, they have to have Rafael Leal firing. If not, then game sets and match. Like Ukwara 34, they they didn't show up basically for the first 20, 30 minutes of that game. Tonali tried half and puff, but there was no one to to help him. So maybe you play a Krunic, uh, Diaz drops a bit deeper, you get Liao, and if, if and, and you go for it, you go, you got nothing to lose. It might give us more fireworks. Um, and and yeah, Bonyagi Sevens the away calls Milan for both teams. Okay, let's see one. But speaking about second second match, um, which in the first leg threw, threw up, I think one of the best quality match matchups we've seen. The entire season. Um, that first leg was electric. It was it was amazing. And have you heard about the States? Just score 1-1 one, with two goals. That was amazing, even without the goals. That was like quality versus quality. But to City wrap it up in Manchester, I don't know, man. You cannot count them out. There's this intangible thing. Like when you look at Vinicius, look at Benzema. It's like these guys and Rodrigo as well, I want to add. You can never count them out. They've got that, that magic, but I don't know. I think maybe they do. I think maybe they do. Uh, someone like a Stones or a Rodri scores the winner. 
and it's decided by that, but they don't romp over Madrid. If they do, I'd be very surprised. I want Madrid to win. Sitting here, he's losing. No, 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 no. AC Milan need to show up. They didn't show up in their first leg. And I, 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 I remember vividly there's a play where um, Bastoni picks up the ball in, 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 in the half of AC Milan. Literally from a standing start, the AC Milan players are looking at him and he runs you know, to the edge of the box and it ends up with Jekyll, but then um, oh, oh, Mike, Magic Mike mm-hmm. makes the save. That defined the game for me, that they weren't as switched on as they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And they obviously missed Rafael Liao. Um, they are confident that he's going to be back for the second leg. They do need him. Because they need someone who's going to be able to run in behind that defense. Uh, yes, you do have uh, Giroud, who's a great target man. But you need guys running off of him. And in the absence of Liao, they, they looked one-dimensional. Where you could... In, Inter Milan were, were pressing for the first bits of the game. But then when they took the lead and when they were turning up, they, they set off. And the strikers dropped back and the midfield dropped back. And they were controlling the game in terms of... AC Milan had, had most of the ball... But they were not penetrative, you know. Where they did seem to have some, 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 some fortune, or where they were making headway, was on the left hand side of the of of the Inter Milan defense, mm-hmm. uh, because when Me- Messias, mm-hmm. that guy has Messi in his name, <laughs> I need him to do better than what he did. When he was when he was like making the runs behind, there's a the, 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 there's a ball where Tonali did find him between um, Pastoni and 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 the left back, and Pastoni is not as comfortable going out wide. Mm-hmm. Like he's very much like a centre back who wants to stay like in the centre. So maybe target that. Um, but do you do it with Messias? Like can he do more than he did in the in, in the first leg? There's a lot of guys where you are you're looking for more. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Krunic. It felt for 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 the most part when they were being counter attacked by Inter Milan, who I do think they're gonna they're gonna sit back and play on the counter in mm. that second leg. He was alone in yeah. that in, the, in that midfield, you know. And he came and, in as an injury and, replacement. And, and he was mistaken. overrun. Mm. He started. No, he started the game. Started. Well, someone went down earlier. I forget now. Yeah, yeah, that's who Messiah came came on for. All I right. just I just uh, can't recall now. Top of my head, who it was. And maybe maybe we see second leg Origi come to the play like the thing what he did what what he did against Barcelona they need him to come on and 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 to do that but i i don't think they do it um i, I especially because having watched Inter Milan against Benfica when they were allowed to sit back and play on the counter they were very comfortable doing that and with the 2-0 lead they're not going to go chasing the game they don't need to chase the game and Milan don't have all these explosive players all over all, all all over the pitch, so it's a matter of a a coming back from injury, Liao or bust. In that scenario, I favor Inter Milan. You know, in 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 the other game, man, going back to last season, Real Madrid were lucky to beat Manchester City, especially to beat Manchester City. But they were inevitable in in some cases because more more bigger the comebacks in all the other games, like. You can't keep pulling this off, but and they yet do. they did, mm. you know, and yet they did. And based on the performance that Manchester City put across, because they won four three in that in the in the in that first leg, right? I can't recall the score now. Let me check for you. I think it was I think it was four three. Yeah, because in the in the second leg, ultimately it was like six five. 
yeah, because yeah, the single leg was three one. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 the the goals that Real Madrid scored, like at the Etihad, they weren't supposed to score. Um, like Vinny was brilliant again. There was a mistake um, from Fernandinho, I believe, and and oh, I think yeah, another yeah. one then from the keeper, uh, or maybe I'm thinking about Chelsea, but. <laughs> I picked Real Madrid to win mm. the Champions League because I never picked Real Madrid, and I'm a Real Madrid fan, so I'm going to go down. Pick them in, in their not well, except for when they were like the treble of uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me say since we started recording, right? I haven't really picked Real Madrid, but I I I, I did pick Real Madrid, and I'm 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 going to stick with that. Based on what I saw in the in the fir- in the first leg, I'll tell you what I was most impressed by. I I, I I've often um, said Carlo Ancelotti is very much dependent on his individual players and tactics. Not many of that, mm. but when I saw the fact that he put Rudiger one on one with 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 Haaland, like that was brave. But also he knows his players. Mm. Uh, because similarly um, with with, uh, with with Tony Cross, Tony Cross. Was for the for for majority of that game marking Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne did get away from him. That ball was out, by the way. Yes, it was. But then they continued playing. So, it, but it was out. It, it shouldn't have continued Apparently that way. Apparently, VAR didn't intervene because it didn't directly lead to a goal. Real Madrid won that ball back because unfortunately, uh, the ball was given away, and then that's how they they capitalized on that, uh, and that was the goal. You know. But in terms of what I saw with Rudiger, like unlike if I contrast what happened with Arsenal at the Etihad against like City, they were not following Haaland into the midfield the same way that Holding was following Haaland into the midfield. Uh, Rudiger was 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 man marking Haaland when he was in and around the box. When Haaland stepped into the midfield, he let him go. And I think at this point of his development, you can actually get away with that because he's not going to turn and run at you and hurt you. That's not yet his game. So you don't need to go with him in midfield and you can give him space in midfield because where he's most dangerous is in the box, which is where you need to be mostly alert. And the fact, as I'm saying, the fact that Kroos and Modric were playing so far deep and I've never seen Madrid play like that, you know, uh, and, and, and it was surprising. But also for for the large part, it worked. Seems Ancelotti did pay respects to the fact that they will hurt you um, if you if you just go toe to toe with them. Uh, don't give them space. Uh, sit sit uh, behind in in terms of those lines. Sit, sit deep, and let them try break you down. And it didn't happen for the most part, you know. But you have to go on and win it. So the question is, are they going to continue playing that way? I think you can afford to because you have a Vinny as as as, as an outlet, and you. Kamavinga from left back is able to join the attack and do that goal was because Kamavinga went on that run and you know you have that kind those kind of individuals you have a chance you always have a chance so think Real Madrid are going to win I think what Carlo needs to avoid though at all costs is facing as many shots as they did against City. Yes, especially they, early on. Yeah, because they were holding them back. Yes, they were they were picking their moments when to attack, especially in the second half. Sorry, in the first half. Second half was more open and they played more as much as they scored their, their game, their goal in the first half, which was against the run of play. But you don't want to face so many shots because 
you can't have so many you can't have consecutive man of the match performances by your keeper i don't think that happens at some point he's, he's going to falter so as a defense help him out and, and limit the shots that he has to face so i think if he does that i think real madrid especially i mean if you've got that many that, that, that number of uh midfielders in the team who cross modric valverde kamavinga that 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 should give you some stability and you've got the magic of vinny rodrigo and and benzema as well so I want Real Madrid to win, but at the same time, City are so dangerous. They're so dangerous. They're so powerful, Chuck. Yeah. I, I, let me amend my statement when I say I think Real Madrid are going to win. I think City are going to win. Logic tells me that they are the better side. And they've already played against Real Madrid. Mm. And I, I, I've, I've seen Pep adjust when he's played against teams. He played against Real Madrid last season. They played against them now again in the first leg and they should have been up maybe a couple of goals in the first half. And now they have them at home and eventually Pep did figure Tuchel out as well. Mm-hmm. And there's 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 no one who he doesn't figure out. So logic tells me that City are going to win, especially what they've produced this season and, 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 and this year, mm-hmm. uh, this latter part of the season. But my heart says Real Madrid. And also, as I said, like I've already picked Real Madrid and I don't want to turn away from that. I think City will win, but Real Madrid will win. I want, my heart wants Real Madrid to win. Somehow, Vinny or Benzema. By the way, mm-hmm. if Real Madrid manage to win this Champions League, we need to have a very serious talk about Vinicius and the Ballon d'Or. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. That is a chat for another day. That is the episode for this day. Please do continue to listen to us on the platforms that you are, on Spotify, on IONO, on Apple Podcasts, and do subscribe and like our YouTube channel. It is to a front. Do follow us and interact with us on social media pages, Twitter and Instagram at to a front pod. I'm at Zulu. Chuck is at Chuck to up from Jay Amaudi. All right, guys, hit us up on those platforms. Let us know what you think on the topics that were discussed. We spoke about a defining weekend, um, according to us, for, for Arsenal and them losing to Brighton. Do you have the confidence that next season they go again? Or do you think that responsibility, as I think, rests on the rest of the big six to stop City because 90 points plus is too much? Do you rate the appointment of Pochettino for Chelsea? Do you think it's a good pick? Or do you think you would have preferred someone else? Um, we spoke about the meetings. Um, the fans' reactions, the ultras, the Chiefs, Chiefs things like how much of a voice do you think fans need to have in the game, and how do they go about, go about displaying that, and which avenues can be used? Is it social media? Is it meetings like we saw with with, with uh, AC Milan, or do you think sometimes when you've had enough from your team, it's justified? I don't think so. That to throw missiles or to hurl insults at your team or manager or etc. And then lastly, Champions League second legs are on the way. Do you think Milan come back? And in the blockbuster tie of the round, we have City against Real Madrid. Who do you think comes up on top? This is Chuck, and I'm out.